It's been said that every quilt tells a story, and it's so true. But I also believe every quilter has a story to tell. I wanted to hear about the people behind these wonderful quilts and thought you'd enjoy hearing about their lives also. Welcome to A Quilter's Life. Cindy Brown had three great reasons to join Jane Mitchell's quilt class. It allowed her to meet new people, learn a new skill, and spend time with her daughter. I'm so thankful that Jane encouraged Cindy to contact me so that we are able to hear Cindy's story. Cindy, thank you so much for joining me on A Quilter's Life. Thank you for having me today. It's wonderful. Oh, great. Where were you born and raised? So I was born in Birmingham, Alabama, and I was raised in an area right outside of Birmingham called Sylvan Springs. It's about 20 minutes outside the city. Okay, so it's a smaller community? It is. We have a caution light. That's it. (laughs) Not even the stoplight. (laughs) Not even a stoplight. (laughs) It's great. It's a little community, and it's very close-knit. Yeah, that is so nice. Can you share a special childhood memory? I've thought about this one. My special childhood memory would be spending time with my granddaddy. He was my best friend when I was little. He was always building cars or picking muscadines or just riding around on the tractor at his house. And so he and my father restored a 1923 Model T. And my dad currently has that Model T. And we went to car shows and just riding on Sunday afternoons to get him out of the house. So growing up, that was what I knew was hanging out with grandpappy or working on the cars or going and picking muscadines or peaches off of his peach trees and just being outside with him. What a special connection. He was my best friend. When I hear Model T, I had a neighbor that had one and he had it in dark green. What was the color of yours? Well, the original Ford came in one color and that is black. So our Model T is all original with wood spoke wheels and it is black. Nice. That must look sharp. It is. It's the most valuable thing I own. Nice. Can you tell me about your employment? Sure. I am a registered nurse. I work for Children's of Alabama. I've been a pediatric nurse for a little over 20 years now. I graduated from the University of Alabama in Birmingham way back in 2002. And when I first became a nurse, I was working in Anniston. And I worked there for 12 years and told my husband that I really wanted to go back and work strictly with children. The unit I was on was a medical overflow as well. So we had pediatric patients and we had elderly patients. And I loved my elderly patients, but I really wanted to just work with pediatrics. So now I work on the trauma and neurosurgery unit. When I hear trauma, I think of emergency room. We're not the emergency room. We're actually the inpatient side. 
So we get the children who have come through the emergency room, be it car wrecks or motorcycles or four-wheelers, bicycles. Unfortunately, we see a lot of gunshots and stabbings. We're in a larger city, so things like that do happen. But we get all of those children, and it gives me an opportunity to be a mom when their parents haven't arrived yet. Wow. Such a difficult job. It is a difficult job, but it's a very rewarding job. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love it because we get to see those kids who recover, be it maybe not 100% before they leave us, but they'll come back. They send us Christmas cards. You know, they send us graduation invitations and let us know that we played a very integral part of their childhood due to a very rough patch. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing that. I can't thank you enough. Well, it is my pleasure. Cindy, where are you living now and how did you get there from where you were born and raised? (laughs) So I live five doors down from my mom and dad in Sylvan Springs. (laughs) (laughs) When I graduated high school and then I graduated college, I swore I was not going to live here. I wanted to get out. I wanted a bigger city. I wanted to be somewhere, not here with one caution light and everything closes down at eight (laughs) o'clock. I met my wonderful husband and he and I got married and we moved to Heflin. And I think we had two red lights. (laughs) It was a very small farming community and I absolutely loved Heflin. I made wonderful friends there, but I just had this urge to come back home, especially when the opportunity arose that I could come and work at Children's Hospital. I told him, I said, let's just move back. And he was not so much for that. He wanted to be somewhere a little bit more city, not out where we are now. It feels like you have to drive forever to get anywhere. But a lady that we purchased our house from was diagnosed with cancer and her husband had already passed away and she couldn't take care of her house. And so that opportunity arose to be next to my parents. and. It was at a time where my children were young and it gave them the perfect opportunity to go to grandma's and grandpa's and they can walk there, ride their bicycles. They had friends here in the neighborhood just from coming and visiting my parents when we were back and forth. And so it worked out well and we've been here for quite some time now. All settled in, huh? All settled in. (laughs) We've slowly remodeled. It was tempting to tease you when you said you were five houses down to say the house next door wasn't available, huh? (laughs) No, it wasn't. (laughs) It did come available (laughs) right after we bought this house. (laughs) My husband's like, no, I'm not moving again. (laughs) Well, that gives you a little bit of space, too. It does. My mom absolutely loves it. She can walk down here or just hop in the car and drive down here to visit. And then she can go right back home and it's all of maybe five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Besides quilting, are there other crafts that you do or have done? There are. When I was in high school, one of my best friends, her grandmother had taught her to cross stitch. And so I thought that was really neat. No one in my family can sew 
much more than putting a hem in a pair of pants or a skirt. And so I thought it was really neat that her grandmother had spent time showing her how to cross-stitch. So she showed me the basics of cross-stitching. So I have a few things that I have done through the years. I enjoy doing that. And I'm currently teaching myself to crochet. However, I'm left-handed. And people on YouTube, they're hard to follow when you're left-handed. So I have a friend at work who has taught herself. So she's helping me. I've not made anything past a pot holder, but I do have a pot holder that I've crocheted. <laughs> and then I dabble in some scrapbooks because I'm an only child. And so I fear that my children don't have enough pictures of themselves when they were little. So I took tons of pictures and I have to have a place to put them. So I do scrapbook quite a bit and I have several scrapbooks of them. And I've moved on to Cricut Maker. My husband, he heard me say I would love to have one of those gadgets. And so he bought me one. So that one's a brand new venture for me, but I'm learning. I'm going to learn to make t-shirts and, and stuff for whenever I eventually have in-laws and grandchildren. Fun. I hope so. <laughs> I'm a little afraid of the Cricut Maker just right now. <laughs> I've never gotten to use one, but I hear they're pretty great. They are pretty neat. I've got some fabric that I want to try my hand at cutting, but I have not been quite so adventurous to have the Cricut maker cut it for me, but it will do it. (laughs) I'll let you know how that works. (laughs) Okay. How about any other hobbies? My husband and I enjoy hiking and we purchased a camper during the COVID outbreak. We absolutely love the camper. It is so nice to not be in a tent anymore. We've hiked and camped all across the country. Our favorite trip was a couple of years ago when we went to the Rocky Mountains and camped in the tent in the Rocky Mountains. And then we took our trip on over to Mount Rushmore. And we ventured on over to Lake Superior and camped up there before we made our way home. Our children were not quite as thrilled with being in a tent for that long and being such outdoorsy, but we absolutely loved it. But the camping is definitely one of our favorite hobbies, getting to meet new people and just being outside in this beautiful world that God has blessed us with. Nice. I got to go to Mount Rushmore when I was growing up and I always wanted to take my kids there and we never made it. So that is so cool that you made it there with your family. We try and do something different with our kids every year or every couple of years, just depending on how far out we're going with this. We really enjoyed Mount Rushmore and seeing all of the major national parks, the Grand Canyon and Death Valley and just so many things out there to see that the country has provided for us as far as national parks. And it's been a great experience just being able to share I encourage everyone to get out and do that if you can. Great. Now, did somebody introduce you to quilting? My mother has her grandmother's quilts. I was never allowed to play with them or build the forts that kids always make because my great-grandmother's quilts were falling apart by the time my mom got them. But they're over 100 years old. My mother's 81 now. And so they were always stored, but I always found them fascinating because she used old clothing items. When the clothes were no longer good, she would turn them into quilts. And I think she had 13 or 14 children. So it was just patchwork. 
and just different pieces. And I thought one of these days, I'd love to be able to do that with my old clothes. And of course, my mom didn't sew and my grandmother, she sewed a little bit, but not when I was growing up. And the ladies at my church, when I graduated high school, I can remember growing up in children's church, always seeing the wood frames stacked against the walls in the church basement. And I had no clue what that was. But when I graduated high school, the ladies at the church, my mother had them quilt me this beautiful quilt with butterflies. And I absolutely love that quilt to this day because all of those ladies that put that time in are no longer with us. And it's just a piece of them. They helped raise me and to bring me closer to the Lord with their guidance and with their examples. And so as I went on, that just kind of faded away. There was really no one I knew who quilted by the time I was old enough to really appreciate the time and the effort and the talent that went into the quilting. And so we started to church. My husband and I changed churches when we moved to the Birmingham area. And Jane Mitchell, you did an interview with her. She offered a small group and it was going to be a quilting small group where we would have a women's devotion and we would learn a few things about quilting. And I thought, wow, that would be a great opportunity. My daughter's 13. She needs to learn how to do basic sewing things. And what little sewing I know, I've taught myself on a $98 Walmart sewing machine. That's all I had to work with. But I thought going to this small group class would, one, give me the means to meet new people in the church because we were fairly new to the church. But it would also teach me how to quilt. And it would give me time to spend with my daughter. So we got started and we had a great time. And she taught us a lot of the basics. We laughed a lot about my my old dinky sewing machine from Walmart. (laughs) The straight lines, that's about it. But we're working on it. And so then COVID hit and I didn't know where to go. And so I would text Jane. I'd be like, hey, I need some help. And she would point me in the right direction and she would give me direction on how to do something or where to go on the internet to find it so that I could watch the examples. So I've had few people in my life that have given me quilting experience or the ability or the knowledge about quilting. That is so neat that it followed you through seeing your great grandmother's quilts to being able to learn at church. Wow. Once I get more comfortable, I am a new quilter. I'm not sure if I clarified that at the very beginning. I'm a very new quilter. But I hope to one day be able to take my great-grandmother's quilts and to repair them so that my daughter or my future grandchildren will have those quilts to be able to snuggle under and to remember their past and to feel closer to their ancestors. I think it's a beautiful thing that we still have those quilts and one day my mother will pass them on to me. I hope I'll be able to repair them so that they can be used again. Wow. That's such a big project. I wouldn't know how to start. (laughs) I will call Jane for help. (laughs) She has knowledge of repairing quilts. (laughs) So when she listens to this, you can tell her she's been warned. That's right. (laughs) 
whether it's one that you have made or somebody else's, do you have a favorite quilt? I believe my favorite quilt would be the one I made my mama. It was the very first quilt that I attempted all by myself. And I gave it to her for her 79th birthday. My mom had some illness and she had taken to her recliner a lot more than than she had normally sat in that recliner. But she didn't have a quilt that was long enough, but small enough. Everything swallows her whole because she's such a small lady. And so I got this desire to make her a quilt that was her own for her recliner (laughs) that she could use. And so I took out on this adventure in the middle of my kitchen floor, cutting and working and learning and relearning and watching lots of YouTube videos. But when I gave it to my mom that day, she cried. And I told her, I said, I would love for you to be able to use this in hopes that one day, many years from now, we can pass this quilt down to grandbabies of mine. And I can say, this was your Mimi's quilt. This is something I made for her. So we all have something attached to this quilt. And so I think that one would be my favorite. Yeah. What color palette did you use? I used bright colors. I love the reds and the blues and greens and yellows. And my mom is a very bright and vibrant person. She never wants to be still. She doesn't want to sit down. She doesn't want to be old. Those are her words, not mine. But she loves cows and farm animals. And so I found this great cow print. And it looks like the cows are dancing in fields of daisies. And the sun is shining and the grass is really green. And then I use binding in a very deep royal blue. And so it just pops with all these colors. The backing of it is a nice cow print. So it fits her personality. And just one of these days, it will make a great baby quilt. So just the bright colors would be my favorite. And that's why I use them for her. Nice. That sounds so cheery and could really uplift spirits. That's great. So far, is there a tool that you are so happy that you have? I have two. I have the rotary cutter because I would have given up quilting if I only used a pair of scissors. And I really like the square ruler because other than that, it would nothing would ever be square in my quilts. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to put that out there. God bless the people for the rotary cutters. And the square rulers. (laughs) Sometimes we just don't realize how blessed we are. It's the little things. It's not the fancy sewing machines or the fancy gadgets. It's the basic stuff for me. Mm -hmm. So learning about quilting, you've gone through all these different steps. Do you like all the steps or do you like one part of the quilting process more? I do not like all of the steps. I get frustrated. But it's because I'm new and it's because I've not learned everything the way that I think I probably should have learned it. When you're trying to watch someone on YouTube and I learned through COVID what skills I have, it was hard. So I really enjoy thinking about what I'm going to do and how I'm going to do it. The actual doing it part Not so much. (laughs) I really enjoy after I get everything together and I get the binding going and I'm really working on the corners. I've practiced my corners, so I'm getting much better with those. But 
the binding and seeing it all come together and to know that I've done this. This is my creation. No one else has did this. I did it. And it may not be perfect and it may not match. No one else may like it, but I did it and I'm proud of it. And it shows that I didn't give up. So it's kind of an accomplishment to myself for, hey, I can do this if I just try. Yeah. Describe your worst quilting experience. My dad, he thought he was going to take my mom's quilt because he's just an old guy and he enjoys a good recliner watching the news. Well, every time my mom would get up, he would grab her quilt. I thought, well, I'll make my dad a quilt for Christmas. I put in all this time and effort for my mom. I'll do the same for my dad. That way she can have hers and he can have his. So he's more of a muted kind of guy. He's very quiet. He's a listener. He's not a talker. And so I went with the darker tones. And I love teddy bears and puppy dogs. And he likes dogs and he likes plaids. He's worn a button-down with collar and a pocket on his shirt from the time he was a little boy. He does not waver. That is his outfit every day. So I took some old plaids, a few of his shirts that my mom could sneak away, and some that I had to go to the fabric store and buy. But I got all these squares cut, and it was only the second quilt I had made. And so I've probably got a thousand of these squares left if anybody needs them I've got them (laughs) I was was just cutting squares and cutting squares and then I realized I don't need a nine foot blanket (laughs) I get all of them pieced together and then I realize I've got my pattern off but this is after I had done got that thing sewed together the whole quilt top and then I had to take a thread snatcher I had to snatch them apart, had to redo it. (laughs) I cried. I sat in front of the TV as I snatched a bajillion threads. And my husband kept encouraging me, it's okay, just leave it the way it is. But I wanted it to be perfect for my dad because he can be very critical. And he would be the one to point out, hey, you've got X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. And now here you got an A and a B thrown in here. And I didn't want that. (laughs) Not that he's mean like that, but he would be one to point it out for me. And so, yes, I had to undo several squares by hand and start all over. And I was already pushed for time. So that would be my worst quilt story so far. But I learned from it. Now you have to pay attention. Yeah. And you have to learn how to count how many squares you're going to need before you cut a bajillion extras. (laughs) (laughs) So I take it you did get it done in time? I did get it done in time. And we always spend Christmas. I'm an only child and my husband is an only child. And so we always spend Christmas with my parents. Well, both of my children come down with COVID like two days before Christmas. And so we had to do it by video chat. We taught my dad how to set up his iPad. So I got to see him open his Christmas present, but he loves that quilt and it's always in his recliner. And it makes me happy to know that I did that for him and that he enjoys it. How neat. Now they each have one. They each have one. I don't know if you've had much time to think about this, but 
What do you think has drawn you to wanting to make quilts rather than spending your time on one of the other hobbies? I really find it fascinating, like I said earlier, that you can spend time doing something that is your own personal thought. It's your own personal creation. Because the few quilts I've made so far have all come out of my brain. I've not used any specific pattern or anything I have found on any of the social media sites or on the internet. I have high hopes and goals that one day I can do those projects, but teaching myself, I have very basic skills right now. But rather than sitting in front of the TV wasting my time, what little free time I have, I can use that to create something to be given away as a gift. Two of the three quilts that I have made have been gifts, and it's been to people I love. And I would love that knowledge to carry on and refine my skill in quilting so that I can bless others with quilts. Even though they're my parents, they were excited to get something that their daughter had made. They thoroughly enjoyed that because it was a gift of the heart. And it was something that they knew I didn't just run to the store and buy, that I put time and I put effort into. And I think that's an amazing thing that we can do if we just take time. And it's a lost art. People don't quilt anymore and they don't take time to put love and quality time into something to be given away. Now, a lot of times it's just a gift card or it's just an email or a quick text. But quilting gives you the opportunity to create. It's a great stress reliever for me. It gives me time to focus on a different energy. It gives me time to spend with the Lord because when I'm quilting, I talk to the Lord a lot. You know, be it, Lord, please let this fit right. And Lord, please let this work. And don't let the sewing machine eat my thread again. To me, it's a great time to just be in my own thoughts and to spend time away from electronics and to make something that someone else hopefully can enjoy and will appreciate. Yeah. And I find when you're making it for a specific person, they're in your thoughts and prayers too while you're making the quilt. Absolutely. And of course, I prayed over my mom and dad's quilts before I gave them to them, that the Lord would cover them in prayer and in health and longevity. So I made one other quilt and it was for our campers. And so over it, you know, there's prayers of safety and for wonderful family time. And it's a beautiful thing that you can put your prayers and your love and effort into something like that. Mm -hmm. Well, I think you just answered my next question. Who do you make them for? (laughs) (laughs) My loved ones so far, but I have a 19 year old and I have a 15 year old. So my next venture is t-shirt quilts. My 19-year-old just graduated from high school this past year. And so eventually there will be grandchildren, I hope. There will be children and grandchildren of my friends and my family. I don't have a bunch of cousins or brothers or sisters, so I won't have nieces or nephews on either side. But hopefully I will perfect those baby quilts and we'll be able to bless others through that. So those are my goals right now. Nice. Have you started on that next quilt yet? I have the t-shirts together. I have 
started cutting a few of them. But working full-time, I have not had a whole lot of time. It is a Christmas goal of mine (laughs) for at least my sons to be done. When we were talking about your employment, we didn't talk about your schedule. Now, working at the Children's Hospital, what does that schedule look like? So I work 12-hour shifts, and I work every Thursday, Friday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I'm off for seven days. So those seven days are busy with housekeeping, running to dance on practice for my daughter. I was doing football practice with my son. He was a Boy Scout. Constantly going, you plan your doctor's appointments and you're out to eat with your friends and, you know, is so busy on your off weeks trying to get everything done. I don't have a whole lot of time. My husband, he works out of town a lot. I'm like a single mom in that aspect because he's gone a lot and therefore I'm running the house. I'm, I'm running the kids. Thankfully, my 19-year-old, he's self-sufficient at this point. He can drive. I can send him on errands. He's in school. He works. So it's busy, busy around here. Yeah. And before I get to our last question, I don't know if you have seen, I know at several children's hospitals when my granddaughter was in children's up in Columbus, Ohio, she received a quilt from a quilt group. So. Is there anything like that going on at your hospital? We do. We have volunteers who quilt or make the fleece blankets with the little ties on them. And they pass them out in the ERs and a lot of times in our ICUs. We have a wonderful child life program. If you call them up and say, hey, I need a quilt or a blanket for this child. They've endured some sort of a tragedy and we just need something of comfort. They will gladly go and find quilts and blankets for us so that that child can take them home. My son actually had surgery when he was four at Children's, and he still has his blanket that he was gifted right before his surgery. And so it's a beautiful program, and we're always looking for volunteers to quilt and to sew because we have a lot of babies, and we have lots of children who endure things that they should never have to endure. And having that quilt or that blanket available to them that they can snuggle under that's a little bit more homey than the starchy white hospital stuff. It brings a great comfort. Nice. Tell me about a quilting tip that you appreciate. So when I first started and Miss Jane Mitchell was going over some things, I remember her telling us it doesn't have to be perfect. Just take your time, and if you mess up, it's okay. It's yours. It's no one else's, it's yours. So don't stress over the little things. You can always break it down. You can start over, but enjoy the process. Take your time. Don't stress over it. That is such a great tip. It has been a wonderful tip for me. Because I see all of these beautiful quilts that these ladies have made and on these quilting sites. And I think to myself, I'll never be that good. But then I remember, as Jane said, it's okay. (laughs) You can always take it apart. Don't stress over it. Enjoy it. Exactly. 
So Cindy, is there anything else you would like to share with us? I would just share if you have this wonderful talent of quilting, share it with someone else. Don't let it become a lost art. Find a young child, a grandchild, a niece or nephew, a church group, an after school group. I would guarantee you there is some child out there who would absolutely love the opportunity to sit down with someone who can show them these things. They may not pick it up right now. They may be like me and pick it up, you know, in their 40s. But if you have that gift, share it. Don't keep it to yourself. That is wonderful. You worded that so well. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Well, thank you, Cindy. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you doing this and hopping on with me today. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you very much for asking. Uh-huh. Bye. Bye-bye. You can find more stories on aquilterslife.com or subscribe on your favorite podcast player so each episode will be downloaded automatically. Also, I want to hear about you and your wonderful quilts. Please contact me, Paula Chamberlain, through the website to set up an interview. And as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.